Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. We got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. One plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus vest that expires seven days after receipt. See full terms at fanduel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting from the tippy top of the world famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon getting ready to bring you some top shelf radio in a bottom feeding political world. The Democratic Party, their allies in the media have gone into full on doomsday preacher mode. You can say anything you want with four days to go until the midterms. The world's going to end. They're going to kill your children. What the hell did you just say? I didn't say it. MSNBC said it. A presidential historian will get into it. It's going to be a wild one. Lee Zeldin is on the docket today. He is, of course, the GOP nominee for governor in the great state of New York. We're also going to have comedian Charles McBee in the house. He's a fellow that happens to be opening for me in Vegas this weekend. He will be the guy that helps one of you. Pick my legs and hands up and carry me back to the room after I pass out on a blackjack table tomorrow night. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. I disagree, but regardless of where you weigh in on the issue of being fat, drunk, and stupid, you are always welcome to be a part of the show at 888-788-9910. You know the rules. You could be a Republican. You could be a Democrat. We don't care. It's an audio safe space for cool people. Do whatever you want. Believe whatever you want. It's Free Speech Friday. Let it rip. All we ask is that you don't be a That is all. Happy Friday, everybody. Uh, I was on America's Newsroom this morning with Bill Hemmer and the great Dana Perino. We will post that clip on the Fox Across America Facebook page shortly if you happen to miss it. It's actually worth watching. We weren't doing, like, serious analysis. We were talking about a scandal in the game of cornhole. Professional cornhole is embroiled in a big scandal right now because one team is accused of weighting the bags and cheating and basically doing what? Anything they could to win. Okay, I bring that up because we have officially hit the silly season as we count down to the midterms and the Democrats, man, oh boy, oh man, are now in full-on say-anything mode. Correct the mundo. Now, I want to tell you this just so you get it. Okay, I'm your radio buddy. That's my job. It's not to be a, you know, 
uh, Republican activist. I say this every day because, you know, listen, it's the fastest growing radio show in the country. There's a lot of people listening to it for the first time. So at the risk and expense of repeating myself, uh, I always, you know, qualify it and remind everybody. I'm just here to have honest conversations with you about the issues, about the people that we're entrusting to handle these issues, about the people like myself who get paid to cover these issues. Okay, that's my job. You're going to vote the way you vote. I don't care if you vote my way or you don't. That's not, it's just not the gig. I got a wife and a kid, and all I want to do is go home and hang out, okay? Drink a mountain of beer in my patio and smoke a cigar the size of a road flare, and hopefully... <laughs> It's all I want to do. That's all I do. Like when the show is over, I go home, cook, and I hang out with my family. That's what I do. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. But what's going on now is we're in a zombie movie as it pertains to political power in this country. We are living in a zombie movie. What I mean by that is if you ever watch one of those game movies, like 28 Days Later, you know, any of those zombie movies, Walking Dead movies, you know, in the movies, okay, you'll be walking along with a buddy. And all of a sudden you turn and you're like, oh, wow, his eyes turned yellow. That means he's been bit. That means there's no time for sentiment. He's been bit. He's about to turn into the zombie. Kill him before he kills you. That's where we're at now. And I want to be honest. I'm not asking you to kill anybody. I do not espouse violence. I am not a Democrat. Okay, there's a lot of violence that's going to be discussed in this hour. I am not ever, ever advocating for violence, encouraging violence. It solves nothing. Uh, it'll land you in a prison cell, especially if you happen to be a Republican. You've got big problems on your hands. <laughs> so the point is, okay, this is not me calling for violence, but this is me acknowledging that we've entered the portion of the zombie movie where certain people are getting bit and they're being stricken with whatever this infection happens to be, and they're now doing insane things, okay? Remember any zombie movie you watched, you're walking around, all of a sudden you turn and your buddy's giving you the look, and you're like, whoa, oh, oh, kill him, get rid of him immediately. These people don't need to be killed, but they need to have their microphones cut off immediately because what's happened for a lot of pundits is this has gotten so emotional for them. This has gotten so bitter and personal for them that they're losing any self-awareness that would otherwise tell them they sound insane. And that's where we're at. It's beyond stupid. It's beyond reckless to say the things you're about to hear me play. Okay, it's beyond all of that, and it is just plain crazy. Their eyes have turned yellow. They have been bit. Here's a historian on MSNBC, Michael Beschloss. Okay, he was a guy that is a serious credentialed historian. He's been inside the White House for multiple presidencies. Okay, he's chronicled Reagan and Bushes and Clintons and, you know, he's there. He was around in the 90s when they were using interns as humidors in the Oval Office. I believe that together we can make America great again. But the point is, he's now on TV desperately, desperately trying to get the Democrats across the finish line. So he's on MSNBC every night, which to the credit of Dave Rubin, if you know the pundit Dave Rubin is a liberal and he's a little more of a conservative. He did have a really funny line I read on Twitter where he said MSNBC is just a televised mental institution. And if you watch it long enough, you realize that and you stop taking it serious and you start to laugh. And I kind of agree with him because I always thought for the longest time it was Morning Joe and, of course, Joy Reid. Joy Reid is a race-baiting loser. Is she ever, and we'll get to her. But listen to Michael Beschloss batting leadoff. He says that if the Republicans win, okay, this will be the last days of our democracy. You know, your kids are going to die. The historians, if they're even allowed to exist, they'll record this as the moment everything went down. Clip four. And a historian 50 years from now 
if historians are allowed to write in this country and if there are still free publishing houses and a free press, which, which I'm not certain of. But if that is true, a historian will say what was at stake tonight and this week was the fact whether we will be a democracy in the future, whether our children will be arrested and conceivably killed. We're on the edge of a brutal authoritarian system, and it could be a week away. Have you ever had a checkup? I'll say it again. Have you ever had a checkup? We could be a week away, a week away from an America where if you didn't vote Republican, your children will be arrested and in some instances killed. You shut your mouth, you bastard. Yo, that is weapons grade stupid. Coming from a man, coming from a network that tells you what every day? Oh, the fear mongering. Oh, the Republicans. They're spreading so much fear. And this guy gets on TV and says if Republicans win, they're going to ban democracy, round up your children and kill them. No, nothing scary about that. You know, if Republicans win, they're going to destroy the planet. Nothing scary about it. I mean, are you crazy? But this is what we're dealing. We're dealing with actual crazy people. I admire your honesty. And what I mean crazy is if you've ever been in a relationship, you've ever gotten a fight with somebody. Okay. You have said things in the moment overcome by emotion that aren't your true self. You, when things calm down, eventually apologize. Hey, Jenny, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to tell you and call you an alcoholic pirate hooker. I didn't mean it. Okay, sorry, babe. And we hug and we make up and, you know, all the terrible things she says about me are forgiven as well. The point is, okay, they've gotten to that place of heightened emotion where they are now disparaging people. They don't even know. They're calling you racist, white supremacist. Here's Sonny Hostin. Okay, I played you a little bit of this on The View yesterday, calling white women cockroaches. White women who are voting Republican are like cockroaches voting for raid and claim being that you're voting against your own self-interest if you don't embrace maximum strength abortion to the point of infanticide. Let's be clear. Republicans aren't trying to ban abortion. But in the sunny host and worldview, you got to be voting Democrat because they're trying to give you unlimited abortion. OK, first trimester, second trimester. Don't like that first report card. Come on down. OK, that's what they're talking about. And it's infanticide and it's disgusting. But where they are. When it comes to this season and this desperation to move the needle for the Democrats is in a place of unparalleled hatred. Like it is disturbing. And anyone who said what I'm about to set play you, OK, would be fired from any respecting channel for saying it. OK, I'm not the cancel mob. But if someone went on the air at Fox News and said black women are cockroaches, I'd want them fired. OK, I would want them fired. When there's a double standard on language, there's no standard. It's no different than political violence, and we're all less safe as a result. This is not acceptable. Listen to this, clip seven. But what's also surprising to me is the abortion issue. Um, I read a, a poll just yesterday that white Republican suburban women are now going to vote Republican. Why? It's almost like roaches voting for raid, right? It's, it's I think like that's they're voting, no, it's they're voting against, the voter. We, they're we, voting no, against no. their own self-interest. Do they want to the live in Gilead? Okay, do so do we want it in the hands of Do we love tail? democracy or not? Because just saying that it's it's insulting to the voter. People make up decisions on what's right for their family and the idea that well, the you should have a say women, for everyone else's vote. The fact that women are voting against you their own You had a different view on abortion not that long ago and you I have that view. But that issue is right. I but then why but then why is another woman but not I am very able to have a view? That white Republican suburban women But why are if you so recently evolved on the issue? Garbage like you just makes me sick. So the argument there is white Republican women are voting against their own health care. 
No, they're not. Okay, do you understand abortions not being banned in this country? What will be on the table in a lot of states is the limitation of 12 to 15 weeks of abortion, which, oh, by the way, is what they have in every single country in the European Union. Only in America, where we do have free speech, which is a good thing. Okay, I'm not not disparaging. Say whatever the hell you want, but free speech comes with a basic responsibility. And if you start making racially charged attacks on people, you should pay some type of price for that speech. I'm not saying she should go to jail. Okay, freedom of speech just means the government won't arrest you for saying something. Okay, I am not advocating to violate anyone's free speech rights. Okay, but there is a basic responsibility, a basic decency that comes with being on the air every day that we're supposed to observe. Okay, Sonny Hostin is not observing that. She is a weapons grade idiot. And again, as much as she likes to disparage white people, she will never, ever, ever hate white people as much as she hates herself. That's true. That is true. But again, white women who are voting Republican aren't voting against their own self-interests. When you look across the board at the polling in this country right now, okay, every ethnic group in America favors the Republicans on the economy. Okay, last I checked, that's something that affects women. They need to pay for goods. Okay, they need to buy gas. They need to feed their families. Okay, every ethnic group in America supports Republicans on crime. Last I checked, that affects women. Okay, women are afraid of getting mugged and robbed, and they should be if they live in my city because the numbers are astronomical. They're horrifying. Okay, every ethnic group in this country, every ethnic group, every ethnic group prefers the Republicans by double, excuse me, by more than 20 points on the border. Okay, the border, last I checked, affects women. Why? Fentanyl is the leading cause of death in this country for all American adults. You understand? Women give birth to children. Okay, some of those women could be the victims of these fentanyl poisonings. Some of these women could have children who are the victims of these fentanyl poisonings. Sadly, many of these women do. Okay, we've entered the silly season where people have gotten so bitter they have no self-awareness. They're willing to say things like you just heard because in their mind it'll help them retain that power they're so desperately clinging to. What makes right now so wonderful, and I will enjoy this moment like nothing I've ever enjoyed in my life, is watching the most despicable human beings who were capable of doing anything to get power. Okay, anything. What do we got to do? We got to defund the police? Yeah, let's defund the police. Dude, that got people killed. The murder rate in the black community went up by 30% after defund the police. They cut a billion dollars of my police budget right here in New York City. That's stupid. Use your common sense. Okay, they cut a half a billion dollars in Los Angeles. That's stupid. Use your common sense. And there's 12 other major Democratic municipalities that cut police budgets, created more empathy from the criminal than for the perp, okay? Excuse me, for the, than the cop. Think about that. They had more empathy for the crook than they did for the cop. More empathy for the crook than they did for the victim. Jacob Blake. Do you remember Jacob Blake in Kenosha? Okay, Jacob Blake did what? Okay, Jacob Blake went out there, sexually assaulted a woman who had an order of protection against him at knife point, attempted to abduct her child at knife point. He assaulted the woman in front of the child at knife point, attempted to abduct the child. When the cops got there, they got in a fight. The cops shot Jacob Blake. He wound up being paralyzed from the waist down. Okay, Jacob Blake was made to be a hero in the summer of 2020. Kamala Harris, Joe Biden, when they had their convention in Milwaukee, went and met with Jacob Blake. What the hell? 
hellers of world coming to. Why? Because they were trying to amplify as much vitriol as they could against police. It was politically expedient at the time. They would do anything. They would say anything. Regardless of consequence, the ends justify the means. Do you understand to this day, nobody, nobody listening to this broadcast knows the name of Jacob Blake's victim? Okay, the woman who got sexually assaulted at Knife Point, black woman. The child who got abducted, Knife Point, black child. We don't have a word to spare for them, okay? Because in the Democratic worldview of 2020, they weren't the issue, okay? The victims didn't matter. It was the criminals that weren't getting the best treatment we should be worried about. Could you imagine ever thinking such a thing? It's people with a dirty mind that think like that. A filthy, disgusting mind. And the reason you have to enjoy this weekend as much as I will enjoy this weekend From what I remember, I'm going to be in Vegas. It's going to be really rowdy. It's going to be a mess. (laughs) But the reason you have to enjoy this weekend is the craven animals that were willing to do and say anything to get their hands on power are about to lose all of it. And I couldn't be happier to watch it. The show that always has a giant smile on its face. All day long, I just want to make everybody happy. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. All right, this one's for the fellas who want to tap the brakes on the aging process. How do you do that, Jimbo? We're talking about Nugenics Total T. Okay, every day that passes by is a day that you lose testosterone, which means less muscle, less energy, less get up and go in the bedroom. That doesn't sound any fun. But are you really ready to lose your shape, your muscle, maybe even in your energy? You don't have to. Okay, you can slow it down with Nugenics Total Tea. Nugenics Total Tea, it'll boost free and total testosterone, and it'll help you get the old fire back at work, in the gym, in the bedroom. How about it? Nugenics Total Tea Testosterone Booster has Testafin, which will boost your testosterone. You know, the man hormone. How about more of that? You can try Nugenics Total Tea before you buy. There's nothing to lose, everything to gain. Now, get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea when you text 231-231 and enter the keyword Jimmy. Text now. You'll get a bottle of Nugenics Thermo X, the newest and most powerful fat incinerator ever with key ingredients to help you lose fat fast and get lean fast. It is absolutely free. Your complimentary sample available to you if you text 231-231 and enter keyword Jimmy. It's 231-231 and you enter the keyword Jimmy. Texting enrolls you in a recurring automated text messages. Consent not required to purchase. Message and data rates may apply. We are in the silly season. If you didn't believe me earlier, believe me now. I'm going to give you a clip here of Chris Hayes over on MSNBC. Again, a televised mental institution explaining why Joe Biden and all the Democrats keep telling us democracy is over if the Republicans win. Are you ready for it? This is bananas. Okay, and it is clip five. A state in which Republicans never lose is a one party state by definition. Hmm. and That's a problem. And we see this everywhere, right? We see this in Carrie Lake in Arizona. We see it Doug Mastriano in Pennsylvania, up and down the ballot, Secretary of State candidates, people running for Congress. And so the pitch from Democrats is basically, if you care about democracy, if you care about having this feedback mechanism in which the people you elect are accountable to them, to you, you've got no choice but to vote for us. And that on its face sounds almost anti-democratic itself to say you don't have a choice. But it also happens to be true. Can you imagine being that stupid? Let me fast forward. So you see what he's trying to say? The problem is one party rule. We've got these states that are one party rule. Oh, really? Now do. uh, Oh, I don't know. New York. 
Oh, I don't know, California. Oh, I don't know, Vermont. We could go on for days. But do you understand the insanity of what he just said? It's just the stupidest thing in the world. Think back to 2020 when we had 12 cities on fire. What did the Democrats tell us? They said, oh, a, a riot is the language of the unheard. That's the Martin Luther King quote that they like. They don't like the other quote, which I want to live in a world where we judge people by the content of their character and not the color of their skin. When it comes to the Democrats, the color of your skin is everything because that's how they get ahead in life, by accusing the other side of bigotry. Democrats just call everyone racist so they go along with their stupid ideas. Totally. But when the Democrats were yelling at us, oh, you got to forgive the rioting. Rioting's the language of the unheard. Okay. well, why weren't these people heard? Because they were living in cities that had been run by Democrats for 60 years. Oh, wow. Really think about that. Everywhere you saw a major riot, Minneapolis, they've had Democratic leadership for 90 percent of the last century. New York, California, Philadelphia, Detroit, Chicago. What do they all have in common? Democratic leadership. But Chris Hayes wants you to believe you got to vote Democrat because of those states where there's only Republican leadership. You know, the ones that don't have any of the problems in the Democratic states. That's the pitch right now as we close in on Election Day. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Free Speech Friday on Fox Across America. I'll get to your calls in the next hour, 888-788-788. 9910. Lee Zeldin's going to be here. He's the GOP gubernatorial nominee for governor in my state of New York. We're also going to be talking with comedian Charles McBee. Uh, somebody I started out with, we're going to be headlining Red Rock Resort in Las Vegas all weekend. It's going to be epic. I'm really excited. It's a hell of a milestone for a guy that was driving a taxi five or six years ago uh, to be selling out Vegas showrooms. I do mean it. It's a big deal. But the champ is, uh, I'm not happy. I'm in a bad mood right now. I don't mean a bad radio mood. I mean a bad mood towards these people. It's Friday. I mean, I'm fine. I'm going to get on a plane and get you know drunk enough to charge the cockpit. Not that I will, because usually by that point, I can't get up. <laughs> but the bottom line is, what's going on? Okay, we said this earlier. Over at MSNBC. This is disgusting. So here's the rest of the Chris Hayes clip I was playing you earlier. Okay. Talking about how you can't vote Democrats out now. Because if you do, you may never get a chance to vote people out again. Are you stupid or something? That's what they're down to now. If Republicans win, they're going to ban elections. Come on. Don't bullshit. And what he's basically saying is, I know you want to throw the Democrats out now. Okay, understand. Just understand, guys. There is such a thing as internal polling. Not the polls we talk about on the news, okay, which matter in some instances. But internal polling. Networks do internal polling. Political candidates do internal polling. Okay, what do all of these outlets have in common? They all show the Democrats getting annihilated. You are correct, sir annihilated. And Chris Hayes knows they are on path to get annihilated. Don't forget, this is personal for them. They need to win. They need to beat you. Okay? This is the condescension class. They know better than you. Even though they don't, 
in their mind they do. Don't ever forget. They wanted to shame you because you weren't, if you didn't get vaccinated, it was time to start shaming you if you didn't get vaccinated. And they said this and were comfortable chasing you out of your job, firing you if you didn't get a vaccine that, oh, by the way, doesn't stop anybody from getting COVID. The booster don't stop you from getting COVID. The vaccine don't stop you from getting COVID. And to their credit, Pfizer testified two years after they made a half a billion dollars, okay, that they never once ever tested the vaccine to see if it would stop transmission of COVID. That's just how white folks will do you. So understand, Rachel Maddow was on MSNBC saying this about the vaccine in March of 2021. With the self-righteousness and the dripping condescension for people who were questioning the vaccine. And understand, she's saying this with no data whatsoever on whether or not this vaccine will stop transmission, meaning she does not factually know that what you're about to hear in this clip is true because the pharmaceutical companies to this day do not factually know if what she's saying here is true. Okay, but we now know that it's false. Why? Because we've had over 50 million vaccinated people get COVID in one way, shape or form. And then they all do what? They post on Twitter, well, I just want to let everybody know I got COVID, but I'm so thankful that I got the vaccine because it would have been so much. That was embarrassing. Dude, all you're telling us is that it didn't work. Okay, if I get on the air and say, ah, me and Jenny are expecting a baby, but I'm so glad we used a condom or we'd have like eight more babies. You're not telling me the truth. That's not how it works. Okay, this vaccine is a therapeutic. Fine. I don't begrudge you taking it. It's sitting in my body. How am I going to say no? Okay, first of all, where I live, you have to have it. You can't go anywhere. You can't work here because New York State passed a law that usurps anything Fox wants to do independently. Okay, that's just reality. But bottom line is a former cab driver to touring stand up comedy comic. The, the idea that I would have the nerve to say no to putting anything in my body after all of the things I've ingested in my 20s and 30s. Folks, I've done more drugs than a retired lab rat, okay? I'm a mess. I'm good now. I've got a great woman and a great kid, and I'm behaving just fine. But understand, I'm capable of having honest conversations with you because my flaws don't intimidate me. I don't get on the air and say I'm perfect. I don't have like a facade where I've got to tell you I'm a perfect person, so you better act like one too or I'm going to judge you. I am on the air confidently telling all three million people listening to the show that the biggest mess in the crowd happens to be me. Okay, but here's Rachel Maddow straight up in March of 2021 condescending to you, explaining that you have to get the vaccine because it means if you get vaccinated, you can't pass it along. Okay, here it is. It means that instead of the vaccine being able, excuse me, it means for instead of the virus being able to hop from person to person to person to person, spreading and spreading, sickening some of them, but not all of them. And the ones that it doesn't sicken don't know they have it. And then they give it to even more people because they didn't recognize they were right. Instead of the virus being able to hop from person to person to person, potentially mutating and becoming more virulent and drug resistant along the way. Now we know that the vaccines work well enough that the virus stops with every vaccinated person. A vaccinated person gets exposed to the virus. The virus does not infect them. The virus cannot then use that person to go anywhere else. It cannot use a vaccinated person as a host to go get more people. That means the vaccines will get us to the end of this. I want to underscore something she just said. Okay, what what did she say? She said, we now know. At the time she said that, 
we did not now know. Okay, Pfizer, as it turns out, testified under oath that they never once tested this vaccine to see if it would stop transmission. So when she was on TV shaming anyone who wouldn't get vaccinated, cajoling, yelling at people, castigating people to go get vaccinated, she is literally in a place of emotion that empowers her to insist you put vaccine medicine in your body that she herself has no idea what it's going to do. That's true. That is true. That's when I say these people are dangerous. It's so petty and personal to them that they're willing to support anything. And I mean anything. Okay, what they're doing to children right now, okay, well, we're talking about late-term abortion. That's infanticide. That will age like slavery. In 150 years, anybody who was in support of late-term abortion, okay, based on the scientific advances we know, will be stricken from polite society. You won't see their names on buildings or in books. They won't be remembered fondly. It's murder. They're just, it's infanticide. And it's the same thing with the barbaric stuff they're doing to children right now in pretending we don't have any biological differences. Boys have a penis. Girls have a vagina. I mean, most people know that, but not in the Democratic Party. They're now yelling it's something called gender-affirming care. No, 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 no. You're a monster. You don't wait, wait. Whoa, hey, ho, ho, ho. The Republicans don't want five-year-olds being allowed to choose their own sex changes? Well, then I guess we do. And that's where we've gotten. Political opposition comes with a basic decency that's been abandoned. The Democrats will embrace anything if they think it'll get them power. Okay, understand, when Rachel Maddow was saying, we now know That is a fact check false. We did not know. We did not know. Okay, the head of Pfizer has testified, okay, to the European Parliament that to this day they haven't once tested it to see if it stops transmission. But they were so self-righteous and self-assured because the condescending class knows better than you. They're smarter than you. They have nicer cars. They have more money. They must be better than you, right? Listen to this. Not getting vaccines. It's time to start shaming them. Because frankly, we know that we can't trust the unvaccinated. F*** them, f*** their freedom. I want my freedom to live. No, screw your freedom. You're a schmuck for not wearing a mask. We have to stop coddling the morons who will not get the shot. Shame on you. I mean, really think about that, man. That is disgusting. Disgusting. They had no data. All they had was emotions. Their emotions are their facts. The Democrats get by on social pressure, and it's not working anymore because they've been exposed by the facts too many times for people to buy in. That's why they can't turn the election around. That's why they've been reduced to yelling things like, they're going to kill your children. They're going to ban democracy. You guys don't understand. Stop lying to us. That's all they can do is lie because the truth is every single one of them Every single one of them sucks. When you're right, you're right. And you're right. But here is Chris Hayes explaining why you can't vote the Democrats out. I know you can't afford things. You can't put gas in the car. You can't put food on the table. You're not retiring anymore. you got to put it off 10 years. Or you were retired. You're going back to work because the stock market went down. The economy spiked with inflation. You're screwed. Your neighbor just OD to fentanyl. I know you're upset about that stuff. I know it's the Democrats' fault. But if you vote them out now, we may never have elections again. That's what they're down to. Here it is, clip six. That faction wants to wield the power of the state through a number of means to insulate themselves from free and fair elections and instate one-party rule, whether it's through gerrymandering or voter suppression or simply installing party loyalists in key positions who do things like don't certify elections that don't go their way. And so when Democrats say you don't have a choice this election, that there's only one party that cares about for democracy, it's us, democracy's on the ballot, what they're really saying is if you don't 
elect us this time. If you don't keep them out of power, you may never be able to elect us again. Or in short, vote to preserve your right to throw the bums out. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. No, 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 no. What they're saying now is if you throw us out now, you won't have the right to throw us out down the road? That's what we're down to, Chris Hayes? Listen, I know you got pushed in front of a subway and your aunt got raped on the way home from the grocery store because crime's through the roof and, you know, you can't afford gas in the car, so you're selling pictures of your feet on OnlyFans. But if you throw us out, do you understand? You won't be able to throw us out down the road. Do you even understand the case he's making here? That's not what the Democrats are saying when they tell you democracy's on the ballot. Are you ready for it? I'll give it to you because I'm your radio buddy. What the Democrats are really saying when they tell you democracy is on the ballot is that every single one of them is full of The show that sees through the bullet. My response is right, you know, and the stripper really likes you. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. The Griswolds are back in a comedy so good it's raising prices everywhere. Introducing National Lampoon's Inflation. (laughs) Congress has spent the country into oblivion, and now they want to spend even more. I think you're all in the head. But the rising cost of food has the Griswolds making tough choices. Well, am I going to eat? Or am I going to starve to death? Will they find a creative way to come up with the cash for their pricey new lifestyle? You, freeze, freeze. Come on, lie down. Let's go lie down. Or are they all living on borrowed time? Why don't you just ask him for the money, Eddie? You sure as hell can take a hint. National Lampoon's Inflation. We're not really violent people. This is our first gun. Now playing in stressed out households everywhere and coming soon to a bankrupt theme park near you. Sorry, folks. Park's closed. The moose out front should have told you. It is Fox Across America, your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. Heading out to Vegas after the show, be at the Red Rocks Resort all weekend. The shows are sold out, but I'd love to see you. If you want to come play some blackjack, have a drink in the lounge, I am uh, too accessible, okay, as a guy who is a, a little bit of a media figure, obviously not one of the biggest names, but, you know, certainly one of the most talented uh, if we're talking about, like, a pie-eating contest. Um, <laughs> I'll be out there. If you can't make those shows, though, you should know that Friday night, December the 9th, Saturday night, December the 10th, I will be down in Oklahoma City at the Bricktown Comedy Club. If you're listening on the Eagle, uh, we'd love to see you there. If you're listening on KRMG in Tulsa, come on down. And if you happen to be far away, come on down. Right now, the record for driving to one of my shows is Pennsylvania to Florida. And we've had one gentleman make it from, blows my mind, from New York to, let me jump in, uh, Carson City. We were at the Carson Nugget. Uh, Maybe you can break the furthest away award. I don't know. But if you want to go down to OKC and see me Friday night, December 9th, Saturday night, December 10th, tickets are at BricktownComedy.com. Following weekend, I will be at the Summit City Comedy Club in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Uh, that is Friday night, December 16th, Saturday night, December 17th. It'll be my birthday. I'll be slanging jokes. That's a fun birthday for me. So if you guys want to come out to that one as well, uh, summitcitycomedy.com. Uh, but the real comedy right now, today, on a Friday, is Joy Reid. Listen to this MSNBC clip. Here is Joy Reid telling you as we close in on Election Day and inflation is the number one issue in the country, Joy Reid claims with a straight face that Republicans taught people the word inflation And that's why it's become the focus. Now, let me be very clear. That's also a disgusting statement because she's saying you're too stupid to know what inflation is. Republicans had to teach you inflation. That's how it went down. As if it's the word you're bothered with and not your wallet. 
okay? doesn't matter what you call it. If people are paying 200% more for something, they don't care about the word. They care about the price. Bingo. What a jackass. Clip nine. The only people I ever heard hear use the word inflation are journalists um, and economists, right? So that is not part of the normal lexicon of the way people talk. So it's interesting that Republicans are doing something they don't normally do, right? Which is not use the, com- the common tongue, right? Not use just oh. common English to sort of use do on their campaigns like they're doing with crime. But what they've done is they've taught people the word inflation, right? Most people who would have never used that word ever in their lives are using it now because they've been taught it, including on TV, including in newspapers. They've been taught this word, and they they sort of wrap this word around whatever it is that they really want to vote, you know, the reasons they really want to vote. Don't you have any respect for yourself? No, she has no respect for herself. She is just such a patently disgusting human being. Okay, the reason you never, are you ready for this? This matters. The reason you never heard people say inflation, honestly, this matters. Not because they didn't know what it is. It's because we didn't have it. Okay, you didn't hear inflation a lot. You only heard it from economists and journalists. Why? Because up until the Democrats took over, we didn't have a 40-year spike in inflation. Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. Really think about that. How many other terms have you heard? Remember the term solid rocket booster? If you were alive in 1986 and you watched the tragedy that was the Challenger explosion, we watched it. I was in fourth grade. It was really heavy stuff. But I'd, know, I'd never heard the term solid rocket booster. But the analysis that day used the term solid rocket booster probably 7,000 times. The reason they used it 7,000 times is because it was part of a major catastrophe, a major disaster, a horrific tragedy. That took the lives of those astronauts. The reason you're hearing the word inflation a lot now is not because of economists or political pundits. It's because when people go to the grocery store, they're now paying more for things than they have in 40 years. Okay, we hear the word terrorism a lot more now than we did before 9-11, don't we? As if there's not a cause and effect for these words. Joy Reid thinks inflation is the number one issue right now because people hear the word a lot. No, nobody's bothered by paying more money for stuff. Nobody cares about the increased cost of gas. What are you talking about? So what? You got to turn tricks behind the gas station to afford a gallon of gas. Oh, yes. I've read about that in the Bible. No, no, that's not the issue. The issue is uh, the word. The people just kept saying the word. So folks got to, as if you weren't, you didn't notice. As if when you were going to the bank and there was less money. When you go into the cash register and it was harder to pay. You didn't notice that. Like if somebody didn't come along and give you the words, like, oh, look at these poor little people. They're so poor. They don't even know they're poor. Thank God uh, Republicans told them inflation. Now they know. They wouldn't have even known. Yes, you would have. And I'm just telling you, man, I do this show with a lot of empathy, okay, for people doing dumb things because Joy Reid's an idiot. I get it. I've done plenty of dumb things. But for people who are really struggling right now, man, I have lived a hardcore struggle as a dad, as the head of a household, as a married guy with a kid. I was driving a taxi. Yo, you make no money. When Lincoln was born, okay, there were times where we didn't even – people say no money in the bank. I didn't have a bank when we were between residences. Do you understand? We spent six months living with my mom with a newborn before we could go rent a house after we were forced to move out of the city because Jenny lost her job. I have been really broke. And the indifference to broke people, the indifference to struggling people, it really is disgusting. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. And you know who else is mad, whether Joy Reid wants to pretend or not? 
is voters. And that's why the Democrats are about to lose everything known to man. Okay, you can play all these games, you know, every game. Oh, no, it's just a Republican thing. Oh, crime's a conspiracy. Oh, they're fear mongering. But that doesn't change anyone's reality. And that's why the Democratic reality is that every one of them is screwed on Tuesday. And I'm out here in the real world and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Well, 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 here we are back in action, getting ready for a big hour of Fox Across America with my man Lee Zeldin, Republican nominee for governor in the great state of New York. Uh, According to the reporting, uh, was just down in lower Manhattan near Pier 45, where another violent rape and robbery occurred last night. And there were protesters there yelling at him. Like, how dare you bring more attention to the violence in this city? As if the guy's trying to highlight it and solve the problem of the bad guys. This is where we are four days from the midterms. People on the left have lost their minds. They're crazy. And again, I'm not saying this because I'm like a Fox News radio host and I want you to vote Republican. Yo, crime is not a Republican issue, not a Democrat issue. Okay, crime is a human issue. He knows what he's talking about. Okay, and the idea that there's this indifference to crime, it's like Hillary Clinton. Okay, Hillary Clinton is yelling and screaming at the Hochul rally last night that, you know, Republicans are just trying to scare you about crime and tell you the streets aren't safe. Yo, Hillary, I'm sure the streets feel all kinds of safe if you're walking around with Secret Service protection. Okay, everywhere she goes, she has Secret Service protection. I've met her. I met her in Chicago. I met her husband, too, which was stunning. I always figured I'd meet Bill Clinton, but I assumed it would happen in a Hooters. I didn't think it would happen in the O'Hare Airport. But bottom line is, yes, if you're walking around New York with a security detail that's armed to the teeth, you probably feel a little safe. If you're walking around New York with a pocketbook and you're just a woman on her own, you probably feel horrified and rightfully so. But this indifference to crime that we're getting from people on the left, I'm just I'm telling you this as a human being. Okay, you've got to be a special level of sociopath to be down playing violent crime. You know, people getting thrown onto subway tracks, women getting raped and robbed and stabbed. These are women. That's the vast majority of these victims. And when Hillary says, oh, the Republicans, well, the Republicans are just trying to scare you. That's what they're doing. They don't have any solutions on the right. They just want you to live in fear. Shut up. Will you shut up? That's what everyone's saying, okay, to the crowd. Here's the Hillary clip. This is her campaigning with Hochul. Clip 24. I want to say one word about uh, this uh, emphasis on crime that we've seen in every ad that I've run across Mm -hmm. from the Republicans. I find it ironic and frankly disturbing uh, that when Paul Pelosi is uh, attacked by an intruder in his own home with a hammer, Uh, The Republicans go silent about that crime. You know, they're not concerned about voter safety. They just want to keep voters scared. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. They just want to keep voters scared? Republicans are out there screaming, hey, ho, hey, lock up the bad guys. Somebody murders somebody. They shouldn't get out of jail for free. Cashless bail. Okay, these woke bail reforms. Everything woke turns to 
Republicans have been screaming nationwide to end them. Anybody with a soul has been screaming nationwide to end them because, yo, they're getting people killed. That's not a good thing. It's not a good thing if you're Republican. It's not a good thing if you're Democrat or Libertarian or anything in between. Okay, you know what else Republicans have been yelling about? Are you ready for it? I know it's going to sound controversial. Oh, it's so crazy. You know what Republicans have been saying over and over and over again? Are you ready? They've been saying stop cutting police budgets. That's true. That is true. Stop cutting police budgets. Think about New York City, man. We cut a billion dollars from this budget. Think about L.A., cut a half a billion dollars. Okay, nationwide, there are over 20 Democratic cities that cut police budgets. Think about that. Republicans have stood up for the police even when it was fashionable to be spitting on them in the summer of 2020. Did Hillary Clinton stand up for the police and the rule of law and keeping the streets safe? The answer would be no. I don't know. Did she maybe criticize Kamala Harris when she tweeted a link to bail out the violent protesters in Minneapolis? The answer would be no. No, but she did campaign with Kamala Harris yesterday. Here's some of Kamala's words. This is, yo. I'm a really easy guy to do radio with in the sense that, like, I don't really care politically. I care on a personal level. I care about how people's lives are doing. I care whether or not people feel safe, whether or not they can pay their bills. I don't really care about politicians one way or the other because they're in their own business, okay? Hillary Clinton is not in the Democrat business. She's not in a Republican business. She's in the Hillary Clinton business, okay? No different than any of these other idiots, okay? But the bottom line is people who I've met in covering news – that I have found an ability to connect with on a personal level are politicians that are welcome on my show. They don't get to come on because they're Republicans. They get to come on because when we're not on the air and I'm talking to them and I'm texting them, we're having the same conversation we would on the air, which is, man, did you see this? That's horrible. Man, did you see that woman that got raped? Or That's horrible. Okay. You know how much time I've spent talking to Lee Zeldin off camera? You know, having done TV with him, having done radio with him, knowing everybody in his comms team. He's on the show because when I talk to him off camera, he's the same guy when I talk to him on camera. He's not a character. He's not a performer. Okay, Hillary Clinton is a performer. She'll get out there and, ah, Republicans don't care. Okay, but she cares. The woman who lost her campaign because she wouldn't go to Wisconsin. She didn't want to go shake hands with the rank and file. Get these dirty, stinky people away from me. Don't you know I live in Chappaqua in a mansion with Secret Service? The world is safe. What are you howling about? Here's Kamala. Okay. Just good gosh. These people are monsters. Okay. And what is Kamala going all in on? Okay. They're going all in on what? Ah, the Republicans want to take away your constitutional rights. Do they, though? Do they? Of course not. But when you're running on a lie, it's because the truth won't do you any good. Here it is, clip 25. Elections matter. Elections matter. And we have so much at stake in this one. Just think about this. The United States Supreme Court, the highest court in our land, just took a constitutional right that had been recognized from the people of America. You told some of the biggest lies that I've ever heard of in my whole life. Okay, but take her to word. The United States Supreme Court just took away a constitutional right. Was abortion in the Constitution? (laughs) They're lying. And when they're lying, it's because, again, the truth doesn't help them. Why are they running on women are under attack? Because, yes, I do believe there are women out there that do prioritize abortion. If you look at the polling, of course they exist. 
But the problem for the Democrats, they thought this was going to be Rovember because they overturned Roe versus Wade. It won't be November. It'll be Rovember. That was absolutely dreadful. But that's what they were predicting. But they were predicting that because they thought people would buy the lie they were selling, which is that the overturning of Roe versus Wade would outlaw abortion. Just so you understand, abortion is not in the Constitution. Okay, it's not a thing. But stick with me because we can have an honest conversation about this. What Roe versus Wade did in overturning it, it did not rule on abortion legal or abortion illegal. It didn't rule on whether you could or couldn't have an abortion. What it did was it sent that decision back to each individual state. Ergo, the voters themselves would now be able to vote for just how much abortion they'd be okay with. And here's a newsflash. If you're a pro-life listener, it's going to be abortion. All over the country. It's not going away. State rights mean it won't. It can't. It's not legal. You'd be defying the Constitution no matter how you feel about abortion. Okay? These are their rights. I think it's disgusting. You think it's disgusting. We can fight on. But the bottom line is you can't let perfect get in the way of better. It is better that there would be less abortion. Now, in truth, blue states are going to have as much abortion as they want. Red states are going to observe limits that are a little bit closer to what we have in Europe, which is a 12-week cap or a 15-week cap in 99% of the European nations. Understand, in the world, there are only eight countries that allow the level of abortion that we do. And the two biggest ones are North Korea, are you ready for it, and China, okay? Not exactly the best human rights records on the planet. But that's who we're currently on par with, not like the British. You know, we're always trying to emulate Europe's climate ideology and, you know, all of their, you know, radical expansion of government and all of that government codependency and subsidizing everything. Okay, we are on par with Europe when it comes to everything except killing babies. They know it's barbaric to kill a baby when it can feel pain. They know it's barbaric to kill a baby when it can live beyond the mom. But the reason the Democrats are going all in on this is because, you know, they love to run on women are under attack. They're out to get you. What did AOC say? Republicans are literally going to kill women who have ectopic pregnancies. AOC is a dope. Okay, but think about that. An ectopic pregnancy is a baby that's being formed outside the womb. It No woman can live through it, ergo. They are mandatory treatments for any woman experiencing ectopic pregnancy. No one ever be denied. It's against the law to deny them that treatment. But what the Democrats tried to pretend was that Republicans were going to take away your right to abortion. People realized that wasn't the case, so they didn't move the needle on this issue the way the Democrats predicted they would. They got out there and sold this big lie. Oh, it's the end of democracy. You have no say. The feds just took it away. No, no, no. What the feds did, what the feds did was actually give the choice back to the people. Bingo. Okay, understand when they say it's the death of democracy, it's actually the beginning of democracy because now every state will be allowed to vote. The reason Roe versus Wade ultimately got struck down is even people, I'm, you know, I don't mean to get crazy here, but even Ruth Bader Ginsburg famously acknowledged that this was a law written on very shaky legal ground. A lot of people considered it from a legal standpoint, getting past abortion and everything in between. They, dis- they, they actually considered this the usurping of the Constitution simply because the federal government denied, denied states their own individual right on the issue. And again, 
when the Democrats use rhetoric like forced pregnancies, forced pregnancies implies that you can't use a condom, you can't take the pill, you can't abstain, okay, and you can't do a multitude of other things but that would that would, you know, amount to you not getting pregnant. Okay, understand you can still perform an abortion in the early stages via pill, which is how 70 percent of the abortions are performed in this country. But for the Democrats, that's not enough. The fact is abortion's not going anywhere, but they're running like it is because they were hoping to rile up women. That's why you got that dopey Sonny Hostin clip yesterday. Women, white women are like cockroaches voting against their own interest. No, no. If you're a white mother, because that's what the poll was about, you're more concerned with feeding babies than you are with killing babies. You gave birth. You want kids. Okay, you need to put gas in that car. You need the kid to keep keep the kids safe. You need to pay for stuff when you get to the store. That's why women are voting Republican and they're not unique in doing it. Every ethnic group in this country, every voting block at every age, at every level of education prefers the Republican Party more on the economy, crime and the border. The Democrats have the edge on abortion rights, to be clear. But understand that's because Americans support abortion with limitations. When you look at the polling on abortion, media never talks about this. They always frame it in terms of choice or care, a women's right to health care. Men shouldn't be deciding what women can do with their bodies. Okay. Well, were you saying that when an all-male Supreme Court put Roe versus Wade into law? No, you weren't. So when you reconfigure the argument to make this about some other thing and the same breath where you're actually telling us men can get pregnant, how is it a woman's right to choose if men can also get pregnant? I mean, that's what we were telling, being told week in and week out. I think he's got a point. But this is where we've gotten to. Here's I'm just telling you about, you know, defying reason, defying logic, defying all believable bounds of sanity. Okay, we've gotten to this place as we close in on the midterms where the Democrats, they really know they're screwed. They have internal polling. Okay, they have their own data. They know. So they're trying to cater now. They're trying to mobilize the most far-left fringe lunatics they can get their hands on because the people that are dumb enough to believe what they're selling on abortion aren't necessarily dependable enough to show up and vote. These are stupid people. That's who they're running on. They're running and catering to stupid people while calling the other side stupid. It's a classic exercise in self-projection, just like everything else they do in their party. Democrats are so full of crap. You're listening to the best dad on the radio. Can't believe you forgot my birthday. You're with Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America. Boom. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon trying to hold this country together. Lee Zeldin joining us in the next break for public nominee for governor here in the great state of New York. Uh, One of the things that's been going on right now in the run up to the midterms is a record level of early voting. The state of Georgia just broke two million early voters for the first time in its history. Significant. Why? Because Joe Biden said it was Jim Crow on steroids. I've played you the clip a thousand times. This is Jim Crow on steroids, what they're doing in in Georgia. And Stacey Abrams, to her credit, what did she call it? Jim Crow 2.0. Stacey Abrams is fully CNN, they asked her about it yesterday. And here is her answer. She says, well, you know, 
we're breaking these records because does it mean the voter suppression's not happening? Like, really? People have no shame. We're living in the death of shame. Here it is, clip 22. The numbers are extraordinary. We have seen black men participate at 91.8% of their 2020 general election turnout. We have seen black women participate at 90%. These are the two highest concentrations of voters. And let's be clear, they are participating despite the impediments of SB202, despite the racially charged voter challenges authorized by SB202, despite the barriers to using absentee ballots, which black voters used in abundance in 2018 and 21 until the time was truncated and the process made more complicated. They are doing this despite hurdles and barriers because they know how vital this election is. She's worse than Kamala. Dude, Stacey Abrams is a shameless buffoon. And she needs to keep this election close enough so she can claim it was stolen. That's the point. Like, she's losing. She'll lose by about 15 points. But she wants to be able to get out there and be like, it's stolen. So she can write more books and make more money, and that's what she does. But do you understand? When you say this is Jim Crow, okay, understand what you're doing there. You're comparing voter ID to something when people were violently attacked to deny them the right to vote, when people were charged the right to vote, to poll taxes, literacy clauses, grandfather taxes. Okay, grandfather clauses. Okay, never mind that you're also denigrating the black race. That's the thing I'm sick of, is they're treating black people like they're incapable of getting an ID? In what what century are we living in? Here's a newsflash. Black people own millions and millions of houses. Black people drive millions and millions of cars. Black people take millions and millions of flights every year, every day. Do you know what they all have in common? Every one of those things, they all require an ID. Every single one of them. You want to open a bank account, you need an ID. Okay, anything you want to do. You want to check in on a hotel, you need an ID. Oh, are you ready for it? You want to get vaccinated? You need an ID. So was it vaccine suppression when they needed ID for the vac? I mean, come on. What are we talking about here? And you know what the other thing is? You know, the old adage, when you have the facts, pound the facts. When you have nothing, pound the table. Okay. The Democrats, for all of these cries of Jim Crow and voter suppression, have never once ever brought forth a legally registered voter who was denied the right to vote. You would imagine if they're going to call it Jim Crow. If they're going to infantilize black people the way they have, that at some point they'd, I don't know, maybe show us one example of all the people who've tried to vote in this country of a legally registered voter being denied. Put up or shut up. They can put up, but they'll never shut up either. Why? Because these are people who know no shame. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. I consider my next guest a political genius of sorts because I can only assume he paid Hillary Clinton and Kamala Harris to campaign with his opponent, Kathy Hochul. Joining me now to let me know whether or not that's true. Uh, Your Republican nominee for governor here in New York, it is Lee Zeldin. Hey, man. Well, I'll tell you who I did not pay for an endorsement, the naked cowboy at Times Square. You see that? (laughs) I did. He He had it on his guitar. He has his it's on his guitar. He came up with a, an original song. And, you know, Jimmy, you, you go go check out the top of my Twitter feed, the the uh, Orthodox Jewish uh, dance that is going on. The music, the Lee Zeldin for Governor techno 
uh, mix that they have playing. I'll tell you, there is a different vibe. Last night we had a rally up in the Capital Region, another event into the thousands. Uh, We have all the energy and momentum on our side, but no. Sadly, I have to admit, uh, we have not been endorsed by Hillary Clinton. Listen, the naked cowboy one. I mean, if that didn't put you over the top, endorsements should never be mentioned again. But I mean, just, you should just be able to take the rest of the campaign off yeah, at that point. Why? Yeah. Why are you even doing a media hit at this point? You got the naked cowboy. By the way, I'm I'm watching this video. This is phenomenal. All right, everybody, Lee Zeldin's Twitter feed, really quick. It is at Lee Zeldin, Z E L D I N. I had to look that up because I obviously have you blocked. But I can't. I can't. But uh, this video, uh, it's an Orthodox Jewish group. They're playing some techno music, and everybody is just kind of rocking out. This is amazing, man. Yeah, um, that's, that's right. Let, let, let me ask you this, okay, because I know you did a big event. It's funny. you out on Long Island. Were you at, where, were you at Platt Deutsch in Rockville Center, or where were you? Uh, that was another uh, great event that happened there uh, a couple nights back, and uh, the room was packed out where there were hundreds of people outside in the overflow area. So Yo, it and, was great energy. Well, now, to be clear, uh, the, the, the Hokel – I don't know that Hokel has techno or the Naked Cowboy or anything in between, but she does have a woman. But I just she has, yeah, she go has ahead. Hillary Clinton. Though. Yeah, well, she I wanted Hillary to make Clinton. I want to make a serious point because we were just on Outnumbered. Uh, I was doing Outnumbered. You came up and they played a shot uh, of Hillary, explaining that Republicans are just trying to scare people about crime and the city's really not dangerous. Like, here's the thing, and this is why she's so bad at this: is her inability to actually connect with what real people experience or why she was an unelectable presidential candidate. If you're walking around with a Secret Service detail, I'm sure New York seems fine to you. But nobody else is walking around the city feeling like it's fine, no? And by the way, if there's if there's someone out there who you can find to interview and they're like, oh, yeah, no, it's totally okay, well, <laughs> hey, God bless you. Yeah. But the problem is is that you know, you've had a massive impact to behavior. I mean, you're seeing – Subway ridership down massively, like into the millions Mm -hmm. daily. And you want to get more people riding the subway, you need to make it safer. There are people who want to be able to walk through the streets without their heads on a swivel. Maybe they want to bring their kids without having to smell marijuana. There's different reasons why New Yorkers are expressing why their behaviors have changed. Now, if you're, whether you're Hillary Clinton, Lee Zeldin, Kathy Hochul, whomever, you get asked the question, what is the most important issue or issues? Mm-hmm. When I get asked that question, my answer is based off of whatever New Yorkers tell me, because it's not up to me. It's up to them. Yeah. So you ask me, Jimmy asks Lee, what's the most important issue in the campaign or issues? What I'm hearing about is that New Yorkers are talking about crime and the economy, not because Mm-hmm. Speak to crime and economy because that's what people are telling me. But what Kathy Hochul and Hillary Clinton are trying to accomplish is that their answer is about just some other stuff mm-hmm. because they want to change the topic to that. And they're only further alienating themselves from people who actually want to – they want to know that you as the elected official and candidate are motivated to actually do something about it. You understand the issues. Here are your solutions to tackle it. You want to support our men and women in law enforcement. Fire rogue DAs refusing to enforce the law. Roll back these pro-criminal laws. Take back our streets. But you're not getting that right now from what we're running against. No, you're getting more abortion, climate change. Shut up and take it. And I want to give Democrats credit, though, because uh, a councilman here in the city, Robert Holden, he's a Democrat. He actually endorsed you, which is a very hard thing to do in the Democratic Party because there's so much pressure to get in line. But, I mean, isn't that the sign right then and there to everybody else that this is beyond politics now? 
for so many. And I actually just left an event right before I got on the line with you. I was in the Bronx with a former state senator and city councilman, Mm -hmm. Democrat, and a former state assemblyman and city council, Mm -hmm. councilman, another Democrat. And that room was filled with a large majority Democrat group. And they've just they've had enough. They want to save the Big Apple. They're doing it for their family. They're doing it for their community. They want to save the state. So they've decided to go all in with us. For many of them, it's the first time that they're voting Democrat, uh, voting for a Republican. But that's it. We're working together. Republicans, Democrats, and Independents uniting as Yorkers to save New York State. That's what this is about. And I'm going to tell you something, man. Uh, I, I, I know you feel good, and I know you're getting big turnouts and stuff. But what I consider the best sign for you, and it goes beyond the naked cowboy, is the reception I'm getting in the streets in New York City. I'm just going to – I'm stealing your thunder. Just give me a second. I'm going to be the woman who wears white to your wedding. Just, But hear me out before I get on the dance floor. <laughs> People are coming up to me everywhere right now in New York and telling me, oh, I, you know, I love Fox News. I love watching you on Fox News. But that – you understand that means something in the city. And the other thing I would tell you is in a lot of restaurants that I've gone to, that I've been going to for 20 years, a good example would be Sarge's over on 3rd Avenue. I've been going to Sarge's since I was in high school. I graduated high school in 95. And – for the first time in the history of my, you know, relationship with Sarge's, they and it's not because of me, uh, they show Fox News. They show Fox News on every one of their TV screens because the city itself, the city itself is changing in terms of its sensibility because they realize we've indulged a lot of just incompetent people and they just need somebody who can demonstrate a level of competency. And I guess congratulations, man, you've con- you've convinced somebody uh, if I'm getting if I'm getting pats on the back on the subway, dude, that is is not a normal thing for a Fox News guy. So that's the best sign. That's the best Eldon sign. It's definitely something that I'm picking up as well. And a lot of New Yorkers don't want to be lectured to. That's just a perception. The thing is, they have this experience from the 80s. Mm-hmm. You know, elected officials told them there's nothing to see here. Look away. And instead, they want to operate in reality. When they turn on the news, they want the news. They don't want to be told that what is actually going on is, you know, right is wrong and wrong is right and up is down and left is right. People actually want to just be, you know, shot straight with with facts. Mm-hmm. And and right now people are just thirsty for uh, just having people keep it real and, and come to the table with ideas. They don't want to hear the noise of partisanship. They just want folks willing to work with them to be able to make their life safer, you know, if they're dealing with the struggle of feeding their family or heating their home, mm-hmm. and that's a real-life, real-world decision for many, they don't want to be lectured that that's not actually happening. It, when it's happening for you yeah. and people in your life, you don't want to be gaslit, and that's what's happening in a lot of other places. So people are looking you know, to, to new sources of, of information yep. for people just to tell them reality. Don't, don't try to convince me that what I know to be true is not actually uh, going on around me. And that's exactly what they're doing. We're talking to Lee Zeldin. He's your Republican nominee for governor here in the great state of New York. Uh, you know, they're telling him inflation isn't an issue. Crime isn't an issue. You know, Republicans are just trying to scare you. And it's so fascinating to me because I guess we've gotten to the point now where we're close enough to Election Day that there's really no defending policy. So they're trying to make this personal. Um, and that's what that's a lot of what I see. Like when they're trying to sell you as an extremist, I don't know, man. It's like I don't you know, I don't I don't see supporting police as extremists. 
extreme. I don't see, you know, securing the streets as extreme. But I wanted to ask you this, man, because uh, you've campaigned By everywhere. By the way, throwing someone, over, yeah. throwing someone in front of a subway, that was extreme. Yeah, I that's – thank you. Out. Very No, very right, well. There's a massive disagreement here on what exactly is extreme these days. <laughs> no, it's true. It's, it's funny. I was. It's funny, like completely off subject, but I was talking to Carrie Lake, who's a Republican run, running for governor in Arizona. She's always getting called an extremist. I'm like, she's the one who wants to let the babies live. I'm like, that's not – I promise it's not going to be recorded in history as the extreme position. But that's kind of the madness that you're up against right now. But I wanted to bring it up because when we were doing Outnumbered, um, Cheryl Cassoni, who was on the couch with me today, she had mentioned that, you know, we had this horrific rape of a jogger on a jogging path downtown. And I don't know. Did you get down to the pier and speak earlier today? Yeah, we had a, a press conference and uh, it was crashed by uh, a bunch of Hochul's friends yeah. mm-hmm. showing up to, to make noise and try to drown us out when you know they heard me saying that on day one i'm going to declare a crime emergency here in the state and suspend cashless bail and these other pro-criminal laws they're shouting out there's no crime emergency i i mean like honestly they they, they do they really think that that is helping mm-hmm. and one of the reporters uh, who was there was that the polls tightened mm-hmm. and i i actually part of my answer i just talking and i two of us were just listening to the screaming yeah like Polls have tightened is because we're we're here right now talking about the the reality. Kathy Hochul said you want to focus on crime. Mm-hmm. It's over the weekend. She says we're data It's nuts. Woman who got attacked and choked and assaulted and raped. Uh, and the, the, if you want to look at the actual data, the number of rapes have gone up year over year. Mm-hmm. So by me talking about how this is a problem, it's a conspiracy, and we're data deniers. Yeah. Actual facts are showing that this is happening more. Uh, I think that they have really gone out of their way to deliberately paint themselves as out of touch. But, yeah, we had a bunch of people come crash the party. Yeah, I just I think that's insane. That's what Cheryl Cassoni was telling me. And it's it's fascinating to me because part of what Hillary's soundbite was, was she was trying to say, you know, Republicans want to scare people. But it's just an indifference. It's just an indifference to suffering that they seem to be embracing. It's really weird. So we know that to be true. And we know crime really is, it seems to be the pivotal local issue that will put you over the top in this race. But how much of the vote you're accumulating do you think is a simple vote because you're a Met fan. Oh, that's another way of looking at things. <laughs> hmm. Well, I would say that, that that has been very much negated by the naked cowboy and orthodox <laughs> Jewish dancing techno. Uh, so the whole thing got blurred. But earlier on, that might have been a real thing. I think there is a sympathy for a Met fan. It's like this poor guy, he's never won anything. Maybe we'll let him win the governor's race. Um, then the last question then, since we've highlighted your Met roots, are you kind of enjoying the fact that the Phillies are probably going to get sent home? You know, I, I, I don't know. I mean, the the Astros kind of hard to root, root for them. For them. Yeah, I, you know, as far sure. as the Astros fans are out there, I'm sorry. You know, like good for you. You guys are making a, you know, a big run at it. But uh, but honestly, I was kind of hoping that this was going to turn out as a as a Mets World Series win. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end of the day, though, as far as the Phillies go, I am shocked. You you and I, I think mm-hmm. we you know, uh, we had a conversation as you know before the World Series to handicap this whole thing mm-hmm. as far as a route. I knew that the the Mets had a difficult pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did not pin it though at the Phillies making the World Series. No, nobody, nobody saw this coming. You know, like for real, for real. 
uh, it, that's an 87 win team. Like they're real, like legitimately lucky to be in it. So I, I'm as surprised as you are. But you know what? Listen, you wanted but, a world. The season, the uh-huh. season ended once the Mets got eliminated. I was, you know, no, like, I move agree. on to you know football now. Listen, uh, yeah, listen, you. <laughs> no, I'm right. I'm right there with you. You were listen. You were, you were looking for one miracle. It looks like we're going to get another. We'll have a Republican governor in New York, which is nothing short of miracle status these days. So take the yeah, wins where you can get votes. them. Yeah, well, let me know if you get any more techno endorsements from the Orthodox community. But uh, finish up strong, man. Like people, I mean, beyond pulling for you, people are praying for you. I know that this city is a mess. I know that the state is a mess. And the fact that you're campaigning in reality alone means you've earned the vote. So give them hell the rest of the way, Zeldin. Yes, sir. Good stuff, brother. I appreciate your time. There he goes. The great Lee Zeldin, your Republican nominee for governor here in the great state of New York. Lee Zeldin is running for governor in the year 2022. And I point that out because his opponents are running for governor in the year 2012. What I mean by that is in 2012, the city was really, really safe. We had a ton. We had a ton of tourism. Okay. And that rising economic tide lifted all boats. Okay. The cops had the support. Started with Giuliani, that fed into the mayor, the mayor Bloomberg tenure. And I didn't like Bloomberg as a presidential candidate, but I've always been super supportive of his support for police. Bloomberg was defending something called stop and frisk, which, you know, the press decried as racist because people were getting stopped by the cops for no reason. And they would say, well, stop and frisk isn't getting a lot of guns off the street after all. The reason it wasn't getting guns off the street, are you ready for it? It's because people knew they were going to be stopped and frisked. Ergo, they were a lot less likely to carry them. That is correct. Okay, but what we did is we decried that as racist. So now you can't stop and frisk people. And now they're more likely to be carrying firearms. Okay, all of the woke stuff that prioritized race, okay, that prioritized black and white over right and wrong is why we have a Republican on the cusp of winning a governor's race in New York. Yo, it's not supposed to happen. The last guy who did it was George Pataki. Okay, do you know how many times we've had governor's races since then? Okay, a lot. Do you know how many times the Republicans have won them? Zero. Okay, the vast, 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 vast majority of this city is Democrat. And that's where most of New York's population happens to be concentrated. But if you look at the electoral map in the suburbs and in the counties of upstate New York and western New York, okay, Trump won everything imaginable in 2020, won the whole state, won like 97 percent of the counties in New York state. But he loses Manhattan. And that's where most of the population was concentrated. But the Democrats have had this woke indifference to actual suffering of human beings. And therefore, he's managed to peel off a lot of voters in the city. And that's ultimately what can put him over the top. It's the city that always swings these elections for Democrats. But the city has gotten so bad. I say it all the time. It looks like Gotham City before Batman comes, except Batman's not coming this time because he's not vaccinated. It's the show that leaves you hungry for more. We'll probably sit around and cook some soup, eat bread and desserts, and just get all fat and sassy. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. I am heading to Vegas after this. I'll be at the Red Rocks Resort and Casino. Joining us now on the line, a man who claims he's going to be there. Yo, Dave. Hey, Jimmy. My man. Uh, so, break, yeah, break, break, break this down for me. Mikey, explain. Are you Canadian? Is that what I'm to believe? You got it. We're from British Columbia. Oh, there you go. And uh, you're heading to the show. Your son got you tickets or something like that. Is your son mad at you? I'm well, kidding. <laughs> he knew I liked your show, and I was wanted to see you in in person. Oh, and man. the chances of us from British Columbia to get to see you are pretty rare. Uh-huh. Uh, we've been in Vegas two weeks, oh, and um, he was here about uh, five weeks ago uh-huh. for a week. And unbeknownst to me, he bought two tickets to your show. Oh, we're being we're sitting in the in the room at the ten o'clock show. We're separated because we could only get single seats at that time, and he only let me know two days ago <laughs> that he had tickets to your show. Now we're going to be—we're originally supposed to be leaving tomorrow morning, uh-huh. which is Sunday, Saturday morning, and uh-huh. we're going to drive back and get there Sunday night. But now we're going to wait till your show, and we're leaving right after your show and heading for Canada. I—I oh, wow. I, I don't want to say it in this way, but you're kind of on my bucket list because oh, wow. I've been a—I've been a Rush Limbaugh fan for. Uh, since 1989, uh-huh. and once Rush left yeah. us, I kind of wandered around the radio oh, uh, looking for somebody to listen to at 9 o'clock in the morning because I was faithfully uh, on his show at 9 Dave, o'clock in the morning. Let me just jump in because I'm – Dave, I'm jumping in because I am 10 seconds yeah. from a commercial break. You got it. I have to cut you off, but you get to cut me off at the bar tomorrow night. And don't forget to do I'll that. Be, happy to. Yeah. Be happy <laughs> I can't wait to meet you, buddy. See you in Vegas. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl. Here we go. Here we go. Buckle up, kids. We got a wild one coming up in this hour. Charles McBee is going to be here. He's a superstar comedian who happens to be opening for me in Vegas this weekend. If you're out in Vegas, you're hanging out with those crazy crazy Canadians we were just talking to in the last hour. You're welcome to come see us at the Red Rock Resort and Casino. Uh, You won't get a seat. Uh, It is sold out. That's amazing. I am honored and humbled by that reality. But we'll be there. We'll be hanging out. We're going to eat at the steakhouse. We're going to drink at the bar. We're going to play cards at the table. The point is, like, when we go on the road, And this is why I always tell you to come to my events. I'm in Oklahoma City, Friday night, December 9th, Saturday night, December 10th, Bricktown Comedy Club. Following week in Fort Wayne, Indiana, I will be at the Summit City Comedy Club Friday night, December 16th, Saturday night, December 17th. The reason I say to go to these gigs is because you meet people like yourself, cool people who are in on the joke, that if you live here, you hit the lottery, uh, that you are kind of surrounded by folks who don't take life very seriously. It's a nice environment to find yourself in. You know, in this moment where it seems like the world is on fire, I'm always telling people that we're roasting radio marshmallows. We're the port and the storm of sanity. And I don't consider that a good thing for society, that someone uh, with my intellectual <laughs> limitations is a voice of reason in this country. That can't be good. It's not good at all. But the point is I have folks like yourself who come and back me up and really create it's just a crazy feel-good vibe like if you were in spokane last week it was outrageous uh, the crowds were amazing you know we laughed within an inch of our life we all went to the bar together afterwards then we went to the starlight diner after that and, like we just like hung out it's like you get to like rent me for the day like a party clown <laughs> but you get like real access and you realize there's a real person behind what you hear on the radio every day that's me just a radio rental clown <laughs> 
But there's no bigger clown anywhere in the country right now, anywhere. And I've been doing this all day today. We've reached say anything mode. The Democrats are watching the woman walk out the door. Okay, in this case, the woman is the voters. When you look at the polling, they're about to lose the Senate. They're about to lose the House. And I got to tell you, man, we've never been in a position where the midterms in terms of polling were this much of a referendum on the guy in the White House. Biden sucks. Nobody wants to campaign with him. Okay, he was sent down to Florida this week. Okay, that's a pretend campaign because DeSantis is about to win Florida by 15 points, according to the polls, which means he'll win him by 20. Marco Rubio is about to win by 10 points, which means he'll win him by 15. Okay, they're going to win in Florida. They gave him a pretend assignment. This week, they're letting him come here to campaign for Kathy Hochul because they're in full-on desperation mode. Kathy Hochul, I was just talking to Lee Zeldin as a Republican nominee for governor. Kathy Hochul is campaigning with Hillary Clinton and Kamala Harris. Kamala's awful with her weird laugh. Ha-ha! They're trying to gin up the fringe base as much as they can. Why? Because the woman's walking out the door. So you got to make the big promises. Oh, baby, where you going, girl? I was about to take you to Disney World. Oh, baby, we're going to go on a cruise. We're going to buy you a Cartier watch, girl. Where you going? But the problem is baby has already signed a new lease. Baby is leaving. No matter what the Democrats say at this point, they don't know that. So they just continue to talk. You know, the dog keeps barking, but the circus leaves town. Here's a USA Today article. Dumbest person, biggest clown in media today. And it's been a hell of a race. You talk about a stampede of stupidity. Opinion contributor at the USA Today. And i got to be honest. I've never opened the USA Today. I've tripped over it about 35 times checking out of hotel rooms. And I always know there's some kind of a pie chart on the front or some graph about what's going on. And uh, maybe it's a fine publication for all I know. But if you're running stuff like this, you're disgusting. I support freedom of speech, and I'm not going to deny anybody their right. But this is disgusting speech. So the Rita Omaka is the woman's name, and I do hope I'm pronouncing it right. I mean her no offense if I got that wrong. Okay, people mispronounce my name all the time. I don't take it personally, but if somebody who does, hey, I got your back. But Rita Omaka, opinion contributor to USA Today, writes, Herschel Walker's Senate run is a stain on American democracy. What the hell did you just say? I'll, I'll get into the article, but let's just start at the tippy top. That's a really racist and terrible thing to say about anybody. Okay, you the idea that you're running is a stain on democracy. And we know there's a double standard in this country. If somebody was saying that about a Democrat, they would be fired immediately. And you want to know something? I'd probably support it because it's disgusting. You can't other people because they look at the world differently than you do. You can't other people because they vote differently than you do. But we're in this position of political desperation right now where the Democrats feel perfectly acceptable attacking minority candidates because they're losing their monopoly on the minority vote. Let's not forget, as recently as two years ago, the Democrats felt like it was their birthright to have the minority vote. You have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black. But they don't have that anymore. They've lost 12 points with black voters. They've lost 40 points with Latino voters because it turns out there's more to bonding with voters than showing up and acknowledging cultural, uh, you know, identifiers. Like when Jill Biden went down to San Antonio and called everybody a bunch of breakfast tacos. Okay, that's not what Latino voters are looking for. They're not looking to be to hear a mention of a, a popular food. They're not there to hear Joe Biden play the first few seconds of Despacito as he did that time in Miami and got laughed at. Okay, because here's a news flash, and I know it's really weird. It's going to sound crazy to some of you, but we're all the same. 
I make this point every day, every single day in this country. No matter who you are, no matter what you identify as, no matter what you come from, no matter what racial subgroup you belong to, at the end of the day, okay, we all want to get paid and we all want to get laid. Hubba, hubba. That's all we're doing here. Okay, people want to make money. They want to get a little something, something. They want to eat some nice food. They want to have a few laughs. They want to be able to afford to feed their families. I don't know, drive a car, live somewhere you can afford to live at and make it halfway decent for yourself. We're all trying to make a nice, fine quality of life for ourselves on whatever level we can. But rather than treating us as human beings who prioritize the same stuff, we're getting catered to in segregated groups. Well, women must want abortion because some of these women want abortion. That's why Sonny Hostin on The View could say that white women voting Republican are like cockroaches voting for raid. She said that with a straight face yesterday. Get her out. Get her out of here. Okay, because in her head, you know, if you're a woman, you must clearly prioritize abortion above, I don't know, feeding your family and keeping them safe. Okay, the number one issue in America right now is the economy. You know what the number two issue in America is right now? Crime. Okay, when you say women are voting against their own interests because they want to afford stuff and feel safe buying it, you're a lunatic. But here is Sonny Hostin saying something anyone else on earth would be fired for, and for good reason. You get on the air, you call an ethnic group of people roaches. I, I, listen, man, doesn't work for me. I'm cool with freedom of speech. Freedom of speech means you can say whatever you want. I don't agree with what you say, but I'll fight to the death for your right to say it. I don't want to take away her speech. What freedom of speech means is you won't get arrested for saying what you said. doesn't mean you can't lose your job. doesn't mean you can't get in trouble because freedom of speech comes with a basic responsibility. I always say this is a comic. I hate when comics hide behind freedom of speech. Like, oh, you know, if they're just saying it to be inflammatory. Like, if you have a funny joke, I'm fine with it. Okay, if the joke comes from a place that's not malicious, make a joke about anything. As a guy who's doing stand-up comedy in New York shortly after 9-11, I can tell you as unfathomable as this sounds, every comic in the city was doing 9-11 jokes after 9-11. You wouldn't do that now. The world has changed culturally. We start to treat jokes as hate crimes and give them more significance than they have. For a lot of people, comedy is supposed to be a coping mechanism. It's a way to laugh at your problems for a few seconds away as a means of taking the power away from them. That's what comedy represents to the hardcore comedy consumer. It's a means of grieving. People who've laughed at funerals, as crazy as that might sound to some of you, are usually laughing because the gravity of what they're going through. It's not they're laughing at the dead person. They're finding something to laugh about as a way of you know, making their way through that port in the storm. But the truth is for a lot of people who got out there and tried to weaponize grievance against comedy, they weren't doing it because they were offended. They were doing it because acting offended would get them currency. I agree with that. Okay. I'm mad at Dave Chappelle, so I deserve a promotion from Netflix. And for a while it worked. Okay, that airing of the grievances would force corporate boards to give the people that were uprising whatever the hell they wanted because they just wanted to make the bad thing go away, the problem go away. But we're past that point now because the problems in this country are no longer superficial. Okay, you could make somebody vote for you by calling them a name five years ago because inflation wasn't at even one point, let alone 8.5%. You could do this five years ago because the national murder rate hadn't spiked by 3%, let alone 35 You dig? Okay, fentanyl is the leading cause of adult death in this country. People are dying because of it. Okay, yelling at them for being racist if they don't vote for the name calling party isn't going to work anymore because the problems are too big. But here is Sonny Hostin with a straight face. The woman is leaving the Democratic Party. The girl is leaving. The man is now making all kinds of outrageous promises to keep her. But when she keeps going, what does the man do? He gets abusive. So it starts out as you see her packing a suitcase like, oh, girl, don't leave me. I was going to buy you a watch. We were going to go on a cruise, but she keeps packing. 
You're like, oh, baby, I was going to get you that new car. And she keeps packing. Now she's out the door. And you're like, I never liked you anyway, you whore. And that's where we are. Listen to Sonny Hostin. She knows the, the, the suburban moms are not voting Democratic. It's a 25-point swing. So we're now at the point in the relationship where the woman is leaving and they're just abusing her for doing it. Here it is, clip 37. But what's also surprising to me is the abortion issue. Um, I read a, a poll just yesterday that white Republican suburban women are now going to vote Republican. Why? It's almost like roaches voting for raid, right? It's, it's I, I think like that's voting. No, it's insulting voting to the voter. We, they're we, voting no, against no, no. their own self-interest. Do they want to live in Gilead? Okay, do so do we want it in the hands? Do we love tail? democracy or not? Because just saying that it's it's insulting to the voter. People make up decisions on what's right for their family, and the idea that well, the you should have a say women, for everyone else's vote. The fact that women are voting against you their own You had a different view on abortion not that long. Long ago, and you were I have on that it. view. But that issue is right. I but then why? But then why is another woman but not I am very able to have a view? That white Republican suburban women. But why have you so recently evolved on the issue? I'm surrounded by idiots. I mean, again, there's a reason that's the highest-rated show in Guantanamo Bay. They can't waterboard you anymore. So they're like, "You confess, or we'll put on the view." The view is awful. It really is. But do you understand what she's saying? She's saying you're voting against your own interests if you choose the Republican Party, which, by the way, black, white, Asian, gay, straight, okay, Muslim, any ethnicity you can throw throw at me, okay, any demographic you can throw at me, they prefer the Republican Party when it comes to crime, when it comes to inflation, when it comes to the border. Three biggest issues facing the country right now. Okay, the Republicans have leads of bigger than 20 points on all of those issues. So you understand these women aren't voting as women. They're voting as human beings. Okay, they want to be afford to pay for stuff. They want to feel safe buying it. They want to know that their children, this is a poll of mothers who live in the suburbs. They want to know that their children aren't going to die of fentanyl if they take an Adderall for help writing a term paper. But they don't know that those things are going to be true. So when you try to reduce everybody to these segregated groups where you're a woman, so you must vote for whoever wants more abortion, that's when you lose the room. You know, the old adage in politics, read the room. They're not even in the room right now. The Democrats are campaigning on abortion with four days to go. Abortion is not the issue, dude. I'm telling you because I care. Abortion isn't going away. That's the point. When they overturned Roe versus Wade, they didn't ban abortion. They gave each state its own individual right to make decisions on how much abortion they find acceptable. What this is going to end up doing is seeing most states adapt, in red states anyway, European-style limits to abortion. The entire European Union limits abortion to 15 weeks. We are one of only eight countries in the world that allow it to go on after that, and including the third term where China and North Korea are the only ones doing what we do. China and North Korea, the two biggest human rights abusers in the world, will let you take an abortion all the way up to the first report card for all intents and purposes. This is bananas. Okay, and that's why they're losing people is because of the same thing they had with Latinos. The Bidens flew down, if you remember, to San Antonio and Jill Biden was like, oh, you guys are like breakfast tacos. And everybody was like, wait, what? (laughs) We all came out to talk about inflation and crime in the border. And she's like, how are the breakfast tacos doing? Get her out. Get her out of here. I mean, come on, man. But that's the problem in this day and age with identity politics is people, okay, people do not base their entire net worth, okay, their entire identity on their race or their gender. The Democrats do because it's politically viable or at least it was for a while. 
But prioritizing superficial things like, well, you can't tell jokes about these people, okay? That was effective, and it was useful for a long time. But it's not useful anymore when people have bigger fish to fry, when you're talking about economic and you're talking about issues of safety. And that's where they find themselves now. The woman is walking out the door. We have reached the phase in the relationship where the dude has stopped trying to talk her into staying, and now he's flat out abusing her. It's really disgusting stuff, but sadly, with four days to go, it's only going to get worse. So buckle up, kiddos. What can I tell you, kid? You're right. When you're right, you're right. You're right. The show that loves you like a sibling. We'll always be brothers. It's Fox Across America with brother Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We really have become your midterm election headquarters. We just had Lee Zeldin on again, running for governor here in New York. We've heard Carrie Lake, Blake Masters Monday. Uh, We will have Herschel Walker, who's in the eye of that storm in the media right now. And, of course, if you're listening on KKFT out in Reno, hanging out with my man Jerry Evans, uh, you will hear Adam Laxalt on this show Monday as well. He's, of course, Republican nominee for Senate out in Nevada. Of course, we also reach out to Democrats and like, hey, you guys want to come on the show? The answer would be no. You know, the problem there is, you know, the perception is us must be like some right wing show. We're not going to hear you out on your ideas. I have Democrats on constantly. I don't care. I just, you know, I'm looking for that rising tide that lifts all boats. If the country does well, I don't care who's running it. I really don't. You know what I mean? I don't bring a lot of intellectual know-how to the party. So I need all the help I can get. If you got somebody with good ideas that will actually implement them, by all means, go ahead. So if you're a Democrat listening and you want to hear one of your local nominees or local official on the show, reach out to him. Be like, hey, this guy Jimmy Fallon. It sounds like he gets paid in Tide Pods and cheap tequila, partly because it's true. But – Point being is he will hear you out and give you a forum, just like I'm about to do for this next guest that I probably shouldn't put on the air because she's a little rowdy and she's from Florida. Yo, Pam. Hey, Jimmy. How are you? I just I adore you. I just adore you. Oh, Pam. Watching you do your rounds on um, all the shows, Dana Perino and Bill Hammer. Oh, yeah. Who I have an unbelievable crush on. I have a crush on. Hammer or Perino? Oh, maybe both. Oh, that's hot, Pam. The weekend is here, girl. It's kind of Fox Across America bringing people together. I love it. I love it, girl. Listen, now, what is with this sunny Cornus Roaches? I mean, I'm scared to death to even go to Christmas time with my effing family this year. Because they know I'm a Republican, you know, and it's not going to go over well. Well, let me jump in. The world is going Republican. Like, we're in the middle of a cultural uprising. I was talking to Lee Zeldin before. Fox News is on TV all over the city now. In my lifetime, I have never walked into a city and seen them showing Fox News. But the city itself has even embraced Fox News. Like, we're winning the culture war. We're winning late night right now by, you know, lots of people. And uh, when I walk around, Pam, it is stunning. Like when I walk around in the city, the amount of people like, hey, man, I love Fox News. I'm like, I'm stunned by that because the city used to be so hostile. But what happened was the Democrats, they didn't get like drunk on power. They got plastered on power. Drunk on powers, you get a little carried away. Pla- you know, maybe, all right, so we're going to have 15 days to slow the spread. All right, fine, it lasts 30. They took those 15 yes. days into a year and a half, fired people from their jobs. I mean, it's really been a one-sided abusive relationship, and it's turning. So you don't have to feel bad about coming back for Thanksgiving. What I'd be bothered by is if your family's a bunch of Democrats, you're probably eating like vegan turkey. That would bother me 
anymore. No, they're 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 freaking worse. They're Republicans that hate Trump, so they voted for Biden. How much worse is that? Well, maybe they learned maybe their they lesson. Is the point I'm trying maybe to make? Maybe they did. We now can... listen, I'm just driving down Route 23 in Jersey, and I just see this big sign that says, "Stop Biden, vote Republican." It is all over, but it's still people like Sonny who treat us like. Pam, you're hot today, girlfriend. A double dump and one call. Uh, Hey, girlfriend, I'm going to lose you to a commercial break, but you'll be with me in spirit the rest of the weekend. I will see you back here Monday, and we'll have the dump button ready. (laughs) It's the morning show that uh, overslept. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Damn right it is. We are fired up to talk to this next guest who could be appearing on the show for the last time. I mean, technically speaking, I could be appearing on the show for the last time. (laughs) Who are we kidding? We are heading out to Vegas. And joining me now is a man I will share the stage with tomorrow night at the Red Rock Resort and Casino. Charles McBee in the house. Yo, yo, yo. Yo, and all I had to do to get this gig was babysit your dog. (laughs) Normally when you want a stand-up gig, you send somebody like a copy of your set. Isn't that funny? Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, in this instance, like, are you available 4th of July weekend to watch this? All right, good. You got a gig in Vegas. Great. Congratulations. Charles McBee, his biggest comedy qualification is that my dog is still alive. That's right. Which is not true. He's a head writer for a late night show on Comedy Central, and you hear him on this program all the time, tours the world, keeps it clean, rocks the house. That's right. Uh, it's a reference to me and, McGee, me and McBee were doing a gig once on Long Island in a class. It was a classic car museum. Is that what it was? That's right. It was just the least conducive setup to comedy we've ever seen. You're, you're in like a garage. I didn't want to be there uh, no, for the, me. The, <laughs> one of the cars tried driving off on its own, <laughs> like slipped into gear and rolled down the block. But it was, it was we, we wound up having like an epic night. It was yeah. like a, such a world-class funny night with a really good crowd. But we'll never forget that right before we went on stage, the owner of the establishment was like, keep it clean and rock the house. And he just said that to us like it was <laughs> yeah. like a threat. Right. And we were like, that's not really an option for this crowd. Okay, the women are smoking cigars. If you want us to rock the house, we're probably not going to keep it clean. If we kept it clean, they would have put them out on us. The nerve of you to, to tell us. <laughs> to our credit, we did not keep it clean, but we did rock the house. We did rock we the house. We rocked the house so great. much they gave us free pizza afterwards. That's right. But now we're moving up. We're headlining Vegas. That's, That's right, not, baby. It's not nothing, McBee. Both shows are sold out. Uh, the last time I was in Vegas, uh, I was in Vegas like too late at night. What I mean by that is if you stay, me and my, co- my cousin Tommy was in town. And we played blackjack till that hour of the night where all of the vice in Vegas comes up onto the sidewalks and just hangs out. Mm -hmm. So all the hookers are waiting for an Uber, all the time travelers and hobbits and everything in between. One of the funniest moments of the night is we walked from uh, the New York, New York uh, to the Paris, the Paris Hotel and Casino. And we were walking down the strip, and it was really like one drug-addled mess after another. And we finally got down uh, to the Paris, and I saw this guy in all kinds of scarves and beat-up regalia, like just out looking like he was on a morning walk. And I'm like, oh, that poor guy. We should give him money. It was Steven Tyler. Because <laughs> Aerosmith was doing a residency there. Get out of here. And he, like, walks around apparently off stage like he does on stage. So I'm like, oh, look at this poor guy wearing all these scarves. <laughs> it was Steven Tyler.
And I was like, what's up, guys? You know, he's just walking along. I mean, you know, he's a million years old. So he was <laughs> he was there when Vegas was just a desert. <laughs> Probably. Charles McBee, I cannot promise you a Steven Tyler sighting, but you will meet a lot of hardcore Fox Across America fans. Let's do it. They're the best comedy audience in the world. Because you want to know what it is. Like, people listen to the show, obviously, don't take life seriously, and they get the point of comedy. Which is comedy. He's like, we were never supposed to be given the level of intellectual credential we were given. It's crazy. Wouldn't you agree with that? It's crazy. Most people go into comedy, you get paid in drink tickets the first two years. Well, the, what's wild is, you know, Stewart came into play, mm-hmm. right? And really, you know, you John brought, Stewart. John Stewart brought some gravitas to comedy, some, some intellectual, whether you agree with him or not, brought some intellectualism. But it was still comedy. But now the, new, the actual news stole from him or or was trying to steal from him and like their comedy now yeah yeah like agenda comedy and they 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 look to us the comedians Uh for actual like news (laughs) and policy that's not how this works that wasn't the deal (laughs) none of us signed up for this going on here yeah i don't want to hear a word about our policy views we're here to tell jokes we're here to keep it clean and, and rock the house. That's what we're doing. So if you want to hang out with me and McBee in Vegas this weekend, sadly you cannot get a ticket, but we're going to be all over the place. You can see us at the bar. You can see us at the blackjack tables. I was told we're going to a steak dinner after the show Saturday night. Nice. Do you know I had to – I'm not kidding. I had to order for you. <laughs> all right. You could, uh, we can have this talk, but this is what happened. I'm not even making this up. I'm going to have a, it's, a joke. It's like, I'm not one of those, it's like one of those VIP owner of the casino things, and they're like, well, the kitchen's not technically open when you guys get off stage that late. Yeah. But uh, we can have everything prepared just the way you want it if you let us know now. And they messaged me that like an hour ago. All right. So I ordered for you. Because <laughs> I didn't have time. I was like on TV. I'm like, I'm not going to text you. You're going to text me back. I'm going to text this guy. Well, I guess we go together now. You're getting a, there it is. You're getting a bone and ribeye, a crab cake, some type of lobster bisque, and you'll like it. Oh, it's going to be Okay. I said, whatever the good de- I said, and bring us whatever the good dessert is. That's what I told them. I don't now know what I, it is. Now I know what Jenny goes through. <laughs> no, Jenny, get You're going to like it. What are you, are you, you kidding me? me? Jenny, who grew up on a farm. Jenny, what's the opposite? She looks at me and she's like, get in the car. I'm like, Jenny, I didn't say nothing. I can't take Jenny Fela. Are you kidding me? All right, McBee, let's get into it. Midterm mayhem. Okay. You were the one who told me this about the general election. And it's been a, a focal point of a lot of my discourse the last two weeks, which is you were the one who told me about Democratic politicians show up to the hood or the cookout and they shuck and jive and try to bond with minority voters through cultural acknowledgement, like the painful Jill Biden breakfast taco thing. Um, When I start to see the numbers that I'm seeing, I start to believe the jig is up. And what I mean by that is the Democrats lost a lot of minority support. And I don't even know that that means they're going to go Republican. What I think it means is a lot of people just won't vote because midterms aren't big turnout elections. So I don't know if that means they're fully Republican, but if the Democrats at least lost their grip on support. They've lost an easy the easy grip, the sure thing. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it, it, some are turning Republican, but a lot are kind of these new, you know, Bill Maher-esque liberals. Where really? It's, where it's just like, you know, the whole I didn't leave the liberal party, the you liberal left party left me type of thing. Yeah. And so they're just kind of like annoyed and fed up. And also there's a sect of, at least in the black community, but I, I see it also in the Hispanic community, too, where – they are talking amongst themselves and just saying, hey, this isn't 
we're tired of this. And yeah. and, and it's like a split in yeah. the community. Uh-huh. So there's no more just kind of blanket, we all, we all just vote one way. I mean, even Obama's getting booed now. <laughs> I mean, what the heck is going on here? Yeah. You know, I'm, you can't just tell a black person or a Hispanic person just vote blue down the line. Yeah, you it's not going to work this. anymore. No, especially because things are bad right now. Yeah. It's like, think about this. For whatever we think of Trump, okay, and I criticize him so much. I get so much hell from people. It's like, you got to... You know, it's Trump, and that's fine. Trump's listening. He did a lot of nice things. Okay, his character, he's not exactly throwing a perfect game, and we should be able to acknowledge that. Okay, there's a lot of wild pitches. You yeah. know what I mean? Every once in a while, you know, you think things are under control again, and he's like, Mika Brzezinski showed up to my house badly bleeding from a facelift, and you're like, just a bit outside. He tried the corners. <laughs> what, what did you just do? <laughs> what is going on? So I can acknowledge fault the whole politicians. What I'm trying to say. Yeah. But we did have a luxury of being able to pretend for four years that he was a Russian because we didn't have 40-year high in inflation and murder and everything like that. Now I think we're in a place where we're all being forced to pay attention a little harder. That's the point I was trying to make. Do you I, think we're there? I uh, I don't disagree with that. Okay. I mean, yeah, you know, people obviously, you know, hated the last guy for various reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing that always comes back, when, especially when it comes to voting – is it's the economy stupid? It's just yep. what it is. People are going to, for all the pomp and circumstances and all the uh, causes and charities and this and that. People vote their pocketbooks. People vote what's going on in their bank accounts and what they're are they able to feed their kids. And it's, when that's gone awry, yeah, then you got a long summer. <laughs> Charles McBee is in the house. We're going to be in Vegas all weekend. It's going to be rowdy, man. Uh, have you ever been to Vegas? I have. I've oh. been a few times. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. It's a good time. It's we didn't have time. this. We have not talked at all. Yeah, no. Like, I just texted you It was like, like two weeks ago. Listen, I get a text from Jimmy Fallon. Hey, want to go to Vegas? <laughs> the answer is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, what, do you, what do you mean? There's a lot of information. I didn't ask any follow-up questions. This is f- <laughs> I just didn't book any gigs that weekend. That's I was a, like, all right, let's do it. That's a good gig. You know what I'm saying? You know, the, you have that friend that'll, you know, real the thing about you need a friend that knows where the bodies are buried or something like that. Jimmy, I've known you for a long time, and I've heard all the stories oh. <laughs> of you. Oh, I hope you didn't sign up for that. Here's the one thing. <laughs> I try to play defense when I'm working in Vegas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's no dignity in leaving with no money after you've worked for the weekend. And you know what else is really helping me? The the old, like, Jimmy goes to Vegas. He's there for three days. (laughs) He winds up in a blood bank. You know what I mean? It's crazy. Because I've been that – I've done that version of Vegas. Yeah. But that was before I was, like, a public figure. And I'm not saying, like, I'm a famous person. But I'm saying, like, people know who I am now. And it really does change your public behavior. So, like, yeah, if this is Vegas in, like, 2002 – like, you probably shouldn't have said yes so fast. Oh, yeah. But this is a much safer version of me. No, no. It's all good. I know exactly what you mean. Trust me. I The number of skeevy places that I've been in, one last night that I'll tell you about off air, <laughs> the amount of times I've said to myself, boy, if I were famous, like, get it in now, Chuck, because if you ever blow up, this is the last time you'll be <laughs> Can, I, can I tell you a story? We were in Tampa, and I took our dirtbag pervert producer, Mikey, to the dollhouse. Yeah, yeah. And we're, we, t- we went out. You know, I, I owe Mikey a night on the town and stuff like that. We walk into the dollhouse. The first guy's like, hey, Jimmy, we love Fox News. I'm like, uh, thanks for having me, fellas. You guys enjoy your night. Yeah, I'm out. I have no business being here. But you know what I do, McBee, to my credit, and Mikey will say this, 
I am there purchasing fun for others. That's right. You know, because like Jenny is, I'm from a, a situation where, you know, Jenny obviously not a fan, not a fan of strip clubs. We're married, and you know, I do owe her that. Yeah. And like, she's also in agreement with me though. It's like for me, like going to a strip club, after an hour, I feel like I'm just surrounded by naked homeless people. Like, is it New yeah, York yeah, or it's totally. lost its appeal? Because I'm so used to people shaking me down for money at this point, <laughs> and and half of them are naked. It's New York, so it's like it's not that exciting. I'm at that age now where I feel like I'm being accosted when yeah, like yeah. you're at a place and and strippers are coming up to you and just shaking their butts in front of you and for money. <laughs> I'm just like, I didn't ask. For, I don't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, don't, I don't want this right yeah, now. Yeah, why is there someone stripping? Is this a liberal kindergarten class? What are we watching here? Why is there a drag performer? <laughs> Story time. Am I in a blue state kindergarten class? I didn't understand what was going on, McVeigh. No, no, you'll see a much tamer version. Where I'm a problem now is really like, because I, I can't get as rowdy with my public behavior, so it's what I'm, It's really just what I'm eating. Yeah. And yeah, I yeah. might storm the cockpit on the plane. That but might be even, that. that might be worse. Yeah, yeah. They, Fox <laughs> might rather you be somewhere gambling your life away <laughs> than you shoving oh, another <laughs> ribeye yeah, yeah. in your No, mouth. they have a shock collar around me when I travel. <laughs> like, they actually, I'm on a live stream when I'm eating, and if they see me go for the second crab cake, you'll notice it. You'll just be like, no! <laughs> like, all right, fine. The one, and no bread. If the bread goes on, uh, then have you heard of the dessert guy? that follows me around the building have you heard this guy he'll just put that cookie down now <laughs> he'll be there as well you got to play defense they're, they're only willing to let you look so fat on tv before yeah. they step in there you go so we'll play a little defense that's kind of your job but no it's gonna be rad it's gonna be a good night and uh anybody who's there i just want you guys to understand this like the whole point of you know me saying like oh you gotta go to these gigs um is access like we'll actually hang out we'll take selfies um you know we'll chat if we, a lot of people think I do, McBee, people come up to me like, oh, you know, like my brother loves you, my dad loves you, whatever. I'll be like, give me your phone. I'll make you a video that yeah. you can text them. And then it's funny because they get a text and it's me being like, hey, you, you know, bag of, you know, this whole thing. Um, and, and we'll do some of that. Uh, and then at some point we will cut you little people loose and go do some like we, we should gamble privately. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. you know, I'm not worried about losing my money I'm, or, or, you know, like losing my job. Like I'm responsible enough as a person. But I still am conscious of the example I'm setting. And I don't <laughs> want anyone to gamble the way I do. Does that make sense? That makes total sense. Nowhere in the world is there anybody who'd be better off if they were splitting hands and, you know, gambling into <laughs> all hours of the night. Folks, I have had a lot of Vegas trips that have like straight up ended with me like walking to the airport. <laughs> Uh, for real. She didn't have cab money and stuff like that. I once got a ride to the airport with Jenny, I think in 2014, where I just promised a guy, like, I'm going to write a book someday. You'll get a free copy. And, like, he was like, all right, you know, that sounds good. I'm like, I'm a cab driver. You're a cab driver. And, like, we bartered our way to the airport. Did so. you ever send him the copy of the book? <laughs> Buddy, hang in there if oh, you're listening. Oh, my goodness. If you're listening on KKFT, the book is coming. You sit pat. You don't worry about nothing. But the point is you got to get your game face on. Uh, how much, I, to be honest with you, I've never headlined a Vegas room. Yeah. You know, I've played everywhere else. Uh, I was told uh, by everybody that this is where we're supposed to work. When I was in Carson, Dean DeLulo, who owns the Nugget, yeah. was like, oh, if you're going to play Vegas, you got to play Red Rocks. He's like, it's old school, like class. It's like Rat Pack class. Oh, nice. Yeah, so we're going to be in, I don't, uh, we're certainly not going to be in tuxedos like we're in the Rat Pack, yeah. but I think we're going to be playing like a, a swanky crowd. Oh, nice. And I only want to say that on the air in case we get there and everybody has their sleeves cut off and they're in flip flops, because those are my people. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> be fine with Just it. let me know, am I entering through the front or through the kitchen? <laughs> Is this good, fellas? <laughs> we'll figure it out. Uh, uh, we'll know by the end of the second of the first show. All we'll right. know what we should be doing. The first show's recon. The second show, we'll have it down. But no, we're going to be ready. We're pumped up. Me and me will be able to be there. Quick break. We're back after this. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. He is one of those iconic figures that fans care about. 
Oh, the king of rock and roll, setting it up for the king of talk radio. Jimmy Fallon, Charles McBee, rounding out the show here on Fox Across America. We are Vegas bound, but if you're depressed, uh, you can see me next week. I'll be in Tyler, Texas. Uh, we're doing a huge KTBB event. We'll be at Papa Cita's in Longview next Friday, the 11th. Uh, following week, I'm down at the Patriot Awards, slanging jokes in Hollywood, Florida. And then I'll be back in the comedy clubs after Thanksgiving. December 9th and 10th, we are at the Bricktown Comedy Club in Oklahoma City. And December 16th and 17th following week, I will be in Fort Wayne, Indiana at the Summit City Comedy Club. You can come hang out at that one as well. Uh, and then it's Christmas time, and then I'll be hosting New Year's Eve on Fox News. Little old me, McBee. Hosting right. I'm like the Dick Clark of, I don't know, Jimmy Fallis. Well, you got one part right. <laughs> you got half the name right? Is that what you just said, McBee? Oh, that's unbelievable. I don't have to take any of this. That is an outrage. Get him out of here. Unbelievable. Get him out. Uh, but New Year's Eve, it's a funny one because I'll be down. I get stashed down in Nashville. Yeah. You get to tell, you know, do stand-up on live TV. There's something about knowing you could end your career. Oh, yeah. With every joke that comes out of your mouth. <laughs> so it's a really wonderful opportunity. Listen, if they get away with it on CNN, you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, well, the stuff they're saying on The View. <laughs> Wild. McBee's sister used to work on The View. She doesn't work there anymore. Uh, she fled for her life is the way it was explained to me. <laughs> it, did not, it was not explained to you that way. <laughs> that's, that's not true. But what's happening happening is because, you know, there's when, when you get into election season and we're four days from the election, every day you get closer, the rhetoric gets a little crazier. Mm-hmm. So MSNBC is a guy, Michael Beschloss, we were talking about this off the air, who said, you know, if you don't vote Democrat a year from now, we're not going to have elections. Your kids are going to be jailed and in some instances killed. Like, what is that based on? Nothing. <laughs> it's the woman is leaving and now the man is saying crazy stuff to keep her. Do you not agree on some level? I mean, both parties can do it. Yeah, and I've seen it done both parties, oh, but it's yeah. definitely, yeah, it's off the rails. It's just it's crazy. crazy. Town. Yeah. And you know what it is? When the, when the news cycle is so omnipotent uh, because everyone's campaigning and doing stuff, yeah. people feel like they're not going to be heard if they don't get out there and say the craziest S you've ever heard. Yeah. Sonny Halston literally said white women voting Republican are like cockroaches voting for Raid. Now, I'm just telling you, in another time, like, she's lucky we've loosened up speech. Because nobody on the right wants to be like, fire a person. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because we've spent two years being like, don't fire people for what they say. But in the age of speech police, that's not a good one, McBee. Oh, it, uh, if the... She said it in the wrong news oh, cycle. Oh, boy. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Oh, boy. It's crazy. But the view doesn't care because they're like, we got to stop the Republicans. If there's part of the problem, the reason the country is such a mess, is you can't run on everybody's the devil. Because if you run on everybody's the devil, there's like no collective buy-in. You know what I mean? Yeah. When there's an actual devil, we're like, well, I don't care because he's on my party. Yeah. You know, that's the problem. That's why we can't have nice things. As long as it's your devil, it's fine. Yes. If it's the other devil, then not everything stops. That's what I mean. Everybody's got to have equal opportunity devils, (laughs) free range devils, not just the one locally sourced devil. That's the problem. What is it like, McBee, knowing that the next time we see each other, we'll both have face tattoos? Um, I'm actually looking forward to it. <laughs> it's gonna be. We're a, in our forties now. Let's do it. It's let's a new just, look. Let's spiral all the you way th- down. You think Fox was mad at me for being fat on TV? <laughs> <laughs> wait till they see. Wait till they see tattoo on the face because I got drunk in in Vegas. Just Jimmy go Fallon. full Mike Tyson, bro. Folks, I am supposed to be on America's Newsroom Monday morning. If you don't see me there, blame Charles McBee. <laughs> uh, but the weekend is over. I'll see everybody in Vegas. Either way, be a Republican, be a Democrat. Don't be a.
Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.